this is a mini maidle. Alright, so we're walking through the little dirt pathway to get to Spray Park. I'm desperately trying to avoid the puddles. I'm wearing high heeled uh, boots, which was like a really bad idea. You're wearing high heels? Well, they've got heels on them, they're like a little okay. block here. Oh, look, you can see the dinosaurs. And you can see, and, oh, is that a mammoth? I think it's a mammoth, yeah. It's interesting because of all like the fencing and stuff, like it's obviously very temporary. And as we were walking in, I was saying that there's like this, these wooden fences that have holes in them and you can see where people have like broken in. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like one of the things to do when you come to Berlin or you live here, you go to the mysterious abandoned amusement park in Trap Tower Park and break in. All right, we're here. For two weeks in July, Berlin's famous abandoned amusement park, Spray Park, opened its doors to the public once again. Spray Park is located just beside Treptower Park in former East Berlin. Breaking into the park and taking pictures of the abandoned amusements has become a rite of passage for would-be urban explorers in Berlin. Just find a hole in the fence surrounding the park, and on the other side you'll be greeted by chapel dinosaurs, snaking vines strangling rusted roller coasters, a ghostly western-style town, and an empty ferris wheel blowing eerily in the wind. It's clear that Spray Park is a place that once brought a lot of happiness to people, and there's something surreal and tragic about visiting the park and seeing all of the abandoned amusements. But the story behind the park is even weirder and more tragic than what was left behind. Okay, so full disclosure, we've never actually broken into Spray Park because we're a little too scared. Yeah, and this is why we went when it was open and we weren't going to get into trouble um, and took the Santa Fe Express, which is one of the original rides. Yeah, we just took it around the park. Well, the Santa Fe Express is from 1992 when the park was called Spray Park. But during the GDR, it was called Kulturpark Planterwald. And the park was opened in 1969 and became a popular spot for outings among East Germans. It wasn't only popular because of the amusements, but also because you could see West Berlin from the 40-metre-high Ferris wheel, and because you could get some exotic fruit at the snack stand. So stuff that wasn't available in the GDR, like bananas and pineapples, that kind of thing. When the wall fell, the park was bought by Norbert Witte, who was known as the King of Carousels by his friends, and he renamed it Spray Park. A lot of the amusements, like the Hootban, which, which are basically these cars with big fleshy noses and hats and glasses, and the dinosaurs that lie helplessly on the ground, come from a bankrupt Parisian amusement park called Marapolis. So how would you describe these? They're like cars... Like Groucho Marx. Cars, yeah. They have like the, the eyeglasses and the mustaches and, and the big, big nose. pink nose and the bowler hat, yeah. Big pink fleshy face. So they seem to have definite, there was a dinosaur theme. Yeah. <laughs> 
brontosaurus. Oh wow, look, you can see the Ferris wheel. But it's moving. But the ride seemed to be somehow cursed, and Shui Park, like Merapolis, soon went bankrupt. Yeah, basically because the city of Berlin got rid of most of the parking spaces and with no parking and higher prices, visitor numbers just dropped off and the park had to close. And it was a bitter disappointment for the Witter family, who had dreamed of turning Spree Park into the largest park in reunified Germany. Norbert, his wife Pia, and their five kids knew no other life and had spent most of their own lives travelling around Europe in the carnival business. Pia's father had owned a bumper car ride, and Norbert's dad was a travelling carnival performer. When the park closed, Norbert remained undeterred. He had experienced disgrace before. Back in the early 80s, he caused Germany's worst ever carnival accident when the crane he was operating when repairing a ride collided with the carousel, killing seven people and injuring 15 more. He was banned from operating rides in Germany for a number of years. He had come back from that. He could come back from this, too. Norbert packed his family, six rides, and some staff off to Lima in Peru to start a new amusement park venture. But things went from bad to worse, and Pia eventually moved with four or five kids back to Germany. Marcel, her son, who was 21 at the time, stayed behind with his father. And on November 5th and 6th, 2003, the two of them were arrested when caught trying to smuggle 167 kilos of pure cocaine worth 10 million euros in the steel mast of the flying carpet carousel. Norbert was arrested in Berlin, but Marcel wasn't so lucky and was arrested in Peru. His father was released after serving just four years in a minimum security prison. But Marcel is still sitting in a hellish Peruvian jail after 10 years. Conditions are said to be horrific and dangerous. A number of German newspaper reports describe him as emaciated and increasingly despairing. He has already tried to commit suicide once. Marcel's mother is still fighting for his release. Meanwhile, Norbert lives in a trailer on the grounds of his ruined amusement park. So I just think that Spray Park is just, it's, it's a really cool place, but it's, it's, so, it's so tragic at the same time. And it, the story is just so incredibly upsetting. Yeah, I think there's just something inherently sad in the idea. I mean, the park itself, without even knowing the story behind it about this, you go there, you see, it was supposed to be a place that, and it was a place where so many people went and enjoyed a day out with their family and friends and then you see all of these like ab- all of these abandoned rides and and there's something so desolate about the place you'd almost think that a, a bomb had gone off and yeah it's like the, the death of happiness yeah it, and there's just like it's you know it's almost apocalyptic which sounds a little bit over the top but I mean that's the feeling I get when I walk around there you know then it just seems that the story behind it, the story of the Vita family, really 
parallels the park. It, it's really mirrored in the park, and it's just it's just really sad. Thanks for listening to our latest mini madel about Spray Park. The music you heard in this podcast was from the SoundCloud user Navi, spelled N-O-V-I, whose music is all Creative Commons and it's absolutely wonderful. So thank you very much for putting your music out there on SoundCloud. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk to you in our next podcast.